Hello and welcome to the Swan Song Project podcast. My name is Ben Buddy Slack and I'm the founder of the Swan Song Project and the host of this podcast. The Swan Song Project is a charity based here in England and we help people living with terrible illnesses or dealing with bereavement to write and record an original song. We believe in celebrating lives, making memories and leaving legacies. If you'd like to find out more about the charity, you can check out our website, which is swansongproject.co.uk. The podcast features songwriters. Each episode, have a different guest on, ask them to share with us one of their songs. We talk about how they wrote it. I ask them to share a songwriting tip. And I also ask them to share a song that's meaningful to them in some way related to bereavement. This episode features Bex Marshall. I hope you enjoy it. Okay, today I'm here with Bex Marshall. Thanks for joining me, Bex. Well, my pleasure. Lovely to be with you. Yeah, we're looking forward to talking some songwriting with you. So this is the uh, Swan Song Project podcast. If you're new to the podcast, each episode I have a different songwriter on and I ask them to share with us one of their songs. We'll talk about how they wrote it. I ask them to share a songwriting tip and I also ask them to share a song that's meaningful to them in some way relating to bereavement. Uh, so Bex, what song of yours have you chosen to talk to us about today? Um, I've chosen um, the um, title track of my second record, Kitchen Table. And... Uh, yeah, it's all about a kitchen table. Solid as a rock, but not made of stone. Wherever I've been, it's part of my Bills. Kitchen table reads all my bills. Candle wax and the lacquer's cracked. How am I gonna pay this back? Oh. I turn the front page news. Cats think they're on stage Oh, get off
kitchen table Okay, brilliant. So that was Kitchen Table by Bex Marshall. Yeah, it's a great song. Um, what can you tell us about writing it? Well, I mean, you know, there's always, um, it's always good to have a sort of a double side to when you write a song, you know, it's, it's actually about a, a piece of furniture, but it's not. Um, mm. So, you know, basically, um, all the memories uh, that are created uh, in, in your life around your kitchen table, your you know daily grind from from breakfast to you know the last thing at night, and so that's a reflection of life. And I think you know if you can if you can grab those moments. I mean you you know the great thing with songwriting is you can take a moment and write a whole song about it, or you can take a period of a whole lifetime and write a song about it. Mm. And so it's all about the perspective. Um, and that's an exciting sort of thing to think about when you're writing a song. Uh, but kitchen table, um, you know, as you look at the kitchen table, you see the war wounds of life in it. And so every sort of dent or every sort of grain of rice that's stuck in the grooves or whatever, um, you know, cat hair to bloody, you know, wax from a candle, you know, you can probably, um, have a memory associated with that and that's really what I was trying to incorporate into you know three verses um, so it um, you know lines in a song um, for me you know they have to be as descriptive as possible um, and so I my you know I try and kind of make them simple and that's you know something that you should always remember about songwriting is yes the the wordy songs um, can work you know but it's always I think much nicer to choose your words really carefully um, and you know use the descriptive um, sort of you know the creative descriptive words more than the ifs and buts and you yeah. know those so, you know, that, that's my tip really is to sort of keep it simple, go through the songs afterwards and cut away the dead wood, as it were. But okay. uh, yeah, as I say, kitchen table, you know, is, is, is a reflection of, of, of pretty much everybody sits around their kitchen table and, you know, you have your ups and your downs and your highs and your lows, um, your meals, your, your drinks, your, your laughs and your, your tears. So, you know, that's, that's pretty much where it comes from. Yeah, yeah. So it's a good observation. I say songs, you know, like part of a songwriter's job is spotting those things that you can base a song around, whether it's like, say, like a small moment or, or an item that plays a particular role or a whole lifetime. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's a, and it's a good one because it is something that's so relatable and you know, all the different situations. Yeah, everyone has a table yes. that they sit around, don't they? And, well, and they're so, very similar, you know, I mean, mm. everybody has their breakfast, everybody has their, their, their last sort of drink and, you know, um, the dramas of life, you know, they kind of happen around that sort of like that area, that kitchen table is, is sort of brings the whole family together. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Was there a particular thing what sparked the idea of doing that song was that you remember? 
Um, wow. It actually, I, I, I vividly remember looking down at my kitchen table and looking at the grooves and, and seeing, um, you know, thinking crisis table needs a bloody good clean. <laughs> it's one, and my kitchen table is actually out in the dodgy fox area now. It's, um, it belonged to my, my late husband, Barry, and he had it for many, many, many years. And I just, I was looking at it thinking, oh, they, you know, we had cats at the time and there was a the cat hair sort of on the table where they jump on it and and you know there was I don't know some sort of like salt and pepper or something where it spilled or and I just thought god and I thought but every little thing on this kitchen table the scratches to the to the lacquers being sort of rubbed and whatever all relates back to something and that's really what got me thinking about this is a great basis to, to write a song about and so, you know, I kind of try to think of all the, the things that had actually happened around that kitchen table at the time. And, you know, that had happened years before and, you know, and then tried to, um, you know, pin, pinpoint those kind of memories um, and reflect the, the moments in every and in, in all the different possible sort of emotions that go with those moments so you know when you have real real laugh around the table or when you're trying to you know the cat jumps on it for example and you go get off you know and those kind of moments where it all happens in this area you know you have a fight around the kitchen table with someone or uh, you know um and basically you know piecing those moments together is was the fun of making the song mm. and that, of course when I mean I could have write could, could have written you know oodles um, of verses really I mean and everybody can because you know you think about what happens around your own kitchen table and um, I mean you know the live version is quite racy because you know we it ends up, you know, someone having sex on the kitchen table, which, which is always fun to throw into a live performance of it. And then it gets quite psychedelic at the end, you know, but that's that's entertainment. Yeah, yeah, no, it's cool. Um, so was that the process you you went through writing it? Like I like what you said there about you. Did you like make a list of the different things that went on there and then the different emotions that accompanied them? That was... That well, I didn't kind of make a list, but I did obviously, you know, sit and write and, mm -hmm. um, you know, the, the writing pr procedure for myself is different every time. Um, obviously, the sparks of where the ideas come from, um, you know, but, you know, yes, you do have to start writing um, ideas down on a, on a page and you keep rewriting them and rewriting them until they start forming some sort of um you know, base and 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 how and I always get a sort of a, a very positive sort of vibe when I, you know, when the rhymes are, are locking in, and the I see this is funny because I never really think, oh, I'm going to write it in this format, you know. Um, I kind of it's it's very much like um, just open your mind and let it flow, you know um by format you mean like you you don't like set a rhyme scheme or thing beforehand that's or right, do you like, like a rhyme scheme or or like will there be an actual chorus of mm. you know or a pre-chorus or that and that all just comes you know as you attend it as you sort of you know develop it and you know do you feel like it needs it is it an up, upbeat track is it a downbeat track how do you feel you know um a lot of love songs tend to be sort of slow but you know then 
you think, well, what if I put like a, a rockabilly beat behind it and sing that love song, like an upbeat thing? So you've got to kind of decide at some point where that, what, what that's, you know, that, that sort of track is going to be. Is it going to be, is it going to be a funky song? Is it going to be a ballad? And that normally for me comes from some sort of um, inspiration, whether it whether it's another song that I've been listening to, but that could be a really old song, or it could be like a brand new artist I've seen, seen and I thought, oh, that's a, I love that vibe, and, and it may inspire me to create a song in that image. Um, so I think that's important, you know, um, to take take from people, but obviously, you know, to a degree where it's 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 not plagiarism it's actually your your take on it and your reflection of how that they they've you know inspired you to create create a song so you know i mean um choruses are great you know people say oh there's no chorus well there doesn't have to be a chorus you know and a lot of my things don't have sort of courses per se um but then i think oh i'm gonna write a chorus for this one or whatever and so it's all about just, you know, throwing it in the pot and seeing, seeing what is, what's going to happen. But always go in with your gut reaction. I think people that go with their gut reaction in general tend to be good songwriters. You know, you can't really stick to some format every time. You, that, that's what the whole point of writing, songwriting, the talent of songwriting is being creative and, 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 and you know, throwing something out there. I mean, you know, I'm in that sort of, Again, I tend to be put in, oh, I love blues. I mean, I love blues, but the blues is in all my songs somewhere. They're not all 12 bars by any means. Um, and so I tend to try and keep my, my, my obviously I'm a, I'm a song, I'm a, I'm a singer and a, and a guitarist. So piecing my talents together in regards to voice and guitar playing, I can, I, could, I always, you know, touch base with the blues at some point in my songs um, because I like to push the boundaries of it. And, you know, you could listen to two or three of my songs and, and think, God, that's really bluesy. And, um, and basically, um, you know, that's, a, that's my prerogative to do that. But, um, I just think at the end of the day, you you need to be true to yourself and your own creativity and not worry too much about trying to write the next hit. Just just write from your heart, you know? Yeah. Um, so, I, you know, I think with where Kitchen Table's concerned, I, um, I basically thought, of, you know, I try to touch base with all the, the elements of emotion that can happen around the kitchen table and also there's a moment in a song I think when you you get to a moment where it's either going to make you cry or laugh or you feel that sort of like buzz inside you think yeah that's good that's good that's good that's a killer mm. yeah that's, that's a killer and then you just work on it and work on it and you've got to hone it up and you've got to get the band round and you've got to work it and get the get the melodies and the you know, the, the, how, the feel of it. It's all about feel, good song as well. You know, get the feel, get the lyrics and the feel matching, you know, get them strong, get them working at the right moments. Yeah. It's very difficult for me to explain it in a sort of um, 
you know, um, textbook way. Because I do do a lot. Well, my whole life is based around my gut reaction and gut instincts. Yeah. And um, and I'm not that good at technically sort of explaining things, but I kind of know if it works. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, you're doing a great job there. That's it's all really interesting. Um, Thanks. One of the things that <laughs> well, and it's one of those things, isn't it? Where like having these kind of conversations, where it's kind of in depth, you know, looking at the process in that way, it, it can mm. be really difficult to put it into words. Um, I really like what you said about not, you know, like taking influences, you know, like blues being the example you use, um, but not feeling bound by the traditions in a way, like, you know, being influenced by them, but not not restricted by them, which is yeah. something that, you know, I think is quite common for people who think, you know, like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be a blues songwriter, so that means I need to write about these things or write in this format, whereas, as you say, there's lots of, you can take your inspiration, but then you can take it in whatever direction, use whatever combinations yeah. of stuff you want. Um, yeah. The question I was going to ask you, which yeah, might be a, might be a tricky question to to answer, but I'm going to ask it anyway. In terms of you know talking about this gut reaction and the the feeling of when when you're onto something, um, is there anything you can say about that? About like you know when you, cause I guess I think that's probably another skill that songwriters get better at is knowing when something's yeah. clicking. You know, like and if there's anything that. Like, is it just a feeling? And if, if so, what's the feeling like? Or is there anything else that goes into it when you you know, when you feel like something's well, like I mean, clicking? For me, it's it either I either want to cry or I want to laugh or I want to, you know, I just, it it evokes, a song should evoke feeling, um, emotion. It, you know, mm. it, evoke, it makes you want to do something, um, makes maybe want, jump up and down and start dancing you know um that's the magic of a song you know um and it's the combining the lyrics the words words are so powerful and and, and, and when you match them with the right um your melody or uh, progression chord progression you know it just it hits you i mean it hits you like a mallet and that really is is you know the holy grail you can get to that moment, you'll know because it'll hit you like a mallet when you when you start playing it and practicing it and learning it. Because people go, oh, you know, you wrote that song. I can I can you forget? How can you? Well, you've got to learn it, not just writing a load of words down. It's piecing it together. It's getting the timings right. Um, you know, and those pauses and those, you know, the, the quirks in a song really either push it into another level, you know, and then you, you know, you, 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 you have a creative sort of moment where it's, it does make it original and that's exciting. Um, and, and that kind of comes from years of listening to great artists, great bands. You know, you find a lot of really great musicians start very early as, so, as soon as they, their ears start working and they start listening to music. It's not, uh, oh, you know, I think I'm gonna become a songwriter, so what do I need to do? I'm gonna listen to some music. It's a natural um, pull. And I know when I was nine years old, I would fight tooth and nail to get into my my uncle's album collection, you know, on a, on a, on a Sunday afternoon when he was out and I'd be like, oh. you know, I was hungry. I was so hungry to hear mm. the diff these different bands, you know, this real um, unrivaled and, you know, and 
suppressed, brilliant music, rock and roll, blues, country, you know, melodies, stories. Wow, it's just like the ultimate, it's the ultimate playground. And, you know, seeing these artists like Elton John's, you know, um, oh, it's the album, Mr. Fantastic, with his, with his big, big glasses on and all that. It was just like this, the ultimate storybook for a nine-year-old, you know, um, and I think it's brilliant. And you never lose that. You never lose the um, being, you know, um, being interested, inquisitive about bands, um, finding new bands, listening to new music, because it's infinite. Mm. And that's, that's the, that is the degree. You have a lifetime degree. You never stop learning music. You never stop thinking, God, yeah, that was amazing. Yeah, and there's always an, a voice, you know, the, for me again, you know, the voice sends shudders down your backbone, you know, um, makes you think, oh God, that's heartbreaking. Or, or, or Patty Griffin, for example, for me, that's one of the best vocalists on the planet. You know what? The first time I ever heard her perform, I burst into tears. I didn't even know what she was singing about, but her tone of voice and the way she, it, she achingly um, delivered her songs as just phenomenal. It's just like unique, incredible um, talent. And see, so, you know, when you find artists like that, that's that's what it's all about. It's like, you know, she she can um, provoke the most amazing emotion in people. Her albums, A Thousand Kisses, are just phenomenal. Um, and then you've got people like Howlin' Wolf. That wow, you know, again, it's just. You know Janice Joplin to Aretha Franklin and 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 and, but then you've got you know Mick Jagger who's not the best vocalist in the world, but he's delivering great lyrics and it's gritty and it's you know charismatic and so it's all about you know the whole sort of melting pot of rock and roll and then you know you have to find your own delivery, you have to find your own voice and your own messages, you know. So it's <laughs> it's a constant <laughs> growth yeah yeah it's, it's just amazing when you talk about it like that and you know, all the different elements that go into it all and the one of the things that i always love about you know that because there is room for everything in it isn't there you know like you don't have to like all music so like whatever music people make it has its space you know and you know it's that that never-ending journey of finding new artists and finding your know, new ways of yeah uh things being expressed and communicated and then also what you, know, you kind of alluded to there you know there's you can find a great artist on record and then when you see him live it can be another another level to yeah. the experience when the songs come you know, sung in a live environment yes indeed that was something i was yeah. going to ask you about um kitchen table as well like you mentioned having the the racy extra verse that you do live was that something like do you let the songs do they often evolve when you when you play them live or was that something that oh, you wrote yeah, originally it. yeah well that's it i mean you know you it's, it's like any artist, you never finish your work, you just abandon it. Mm. And, you know, when I'm on stage sometimes, I'm very much a free spirit on stage and the band know that with me. They, that's why they have to watch me like a hawk because I never know what I'm gonna do on stage. And it's not a question of not being rehearsed. 
or you know not um you know but again once you've got a hot band and the musicians are tight and and they're they're great musicians and you know it's not about performing the song three and a half minutes long it's about taking that song you know and sometimes you know you feel like you want to stretch it out and so you do and then it's a whole different unsaid um ride of of you know fantastic live performance and that happens sometimes so you know um i like to ad lib on stage i like to sort of bring the band down to a very low you know backing and i like to talk to the audience and i may scat and i, or I may do something you know I'm, i don't know what i'm gonna do but it's just all about um, you know spur of the moment performance is exciting the audience love it if you're enjoying yourself they're enjoying themselves and that's the great thing about you know live performance I mean right, you couldn't do it in the Albert Hall really because it would be like a massive like you know um, your you know the pressure the pressure of, of some shows is just like you know just get the show done and get up but again, you know, those sparks, those moments of super talented people on stage together, you know, and it, and it's almost like, cause you know, you've got this sort of great um, safety net. So you can actually be free to perform. And, um, and then, you know, it's all about controlling the energy of the room and, um, you know, and getting it to the highest possible um, frenzy, you know, you possibly can. And that, and and it's all about dynamics again. It's another, it's another sort of chapter when you're talking about live performance of a song. And so, yeah, you know, the the extra verse. It's actually more of a sort of, you know, um, a very loose um, sort of scatty kind of verse, and and it talks about you know you can come back to my place and we can sit around the kitchen table and you can do whatever you want around my kitchen table. You can fall asleep, you can kick the shoes off your feet, you can have something to eat or, or you can sit and weep, you know. And then, you know, and then it's, you know, in blues as well, it's always a message of, it, it's blues because it's, you know, it's talking about sadness, but you know, the, the great thing with blues is that normally at the end of the blues song, there's a fucking I'm oh, sorry excuse me there's a um there's a you know a shining light there's a you know a, a redemption moment um where everything's going to be okay you know and I think you know then it sort of it, it it goes on to say well you can't sit and weep forever you've got to get up and dance and then get up and dance on your table yeah you know, on your kitchen table get up and dance take all your clothes off and you know it goes on <laughs> the, rest, the rest is history <laughs> And then it goes into a psychedelic outro, which you know is is bringing people on a journey, and um, yeah, every song's a journey. Every every song's a story. So yeah, brilliant. Yeah, thanks yeah. for that. Uh, thanks. That's been really interesting. Um, let's move into section two now, Sherry. So I think you might have, you might have alluded to your tip earlier on. This is why I always ask my guests for a songwriting tip. Um, yeah. so what would your tip be for respects? Well, I mean, always be true to the to the song. I mean, the song's the number one thing. Um, you know, be honest as you can in a song. I mean, I, this particular song, 
uh, we're talking about now, Barry's song, obviously very dear to my heart, very um, emotional for me. But I wrote it um, as a gift for my late husband, Barry, before we got married. And, um, and I thought, you know, it would be cheekily performed on our wedding day with me in my wedding dress, my leather wedding dress, because we got married in Texas. Um, and it was 90 degrees, so that was a mistake. <laughs> um, but uh, no, it was a, a fantastic moment where um, I actually got up um, and played this to him. He had no idea that I'd written it. And again, this is another typical example of, you know, it's a good song because I bawled my eyes out several times trying to write it, um, knowing the impact of these words, um, which would, you know, on our wedding day, which would be performed. So that was kind of like a powerful tune, you know, and that was performed on the, the back porch of the Dabs Hotel in Llano, Texas. Uh, just me, acoustic guitar in my white leather wedding dress. So that's pretty, <laughs> it's pretty <laughs> an amazing sort of uh, first outing. Um, and it, be, because I, I wrote it and I thought this is never, this is just for our wedding day. This is never going to be, you know, released or recorded. Um, it actually <laughs> turned out to be one of the most requested songs ever. Um, and in the end, I thought, you know what, it's, it's a great song just record it and get it on the album. And so, you know, I did. And, um, and that's, you know, that's the, the story of that one. Mm. Uh, but again, you know, uh, it, it, it was, it's really coming from the heart, you know, come, if you can bring things from the heart, you know, and be as honest in your view of you know, the subject matter you're writing about, I think you've got a good chance um, of it becoming an interesting song and people are going to want to hear it. Mm, yeah, that's really good. Um, and so, yeah, we'll talk about a bit more about Barry's song in a moment and uh, the listeners will get a chance to hear it as well. Um, but yeah, so about being honest in your songs and that's, it's funny what you said there about uh, something what I've heard other people say as well, you know, that writing a song that they wrote not, 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 not planning to release uh, turns out to be one of the most popular songs. Yeah. It's a funny kind of thing, isn't it? So I guess whether, you know, like not, like say, trying to write from the heart and write honestly rather than writing what you think people want to hear. That's right, yes, yes. I mean, don't ever think that you can write a hit because look at the hits over the years, you know. Um, it's, you never know, you know, what's gonna happen to that song or somebody else could pick it up and, you know, um, and make a hit from it. So it's just, my advice is just keep writing. Don't mm. think, oh, I've got to write a hit tomorrow or whatever. Just write, you, you know, you can write three songs a day. You can write 10 songs a day. You can write one song a month, doesn't matter. Just keep writing to your, to your speed. I mean, I do a writing retreat in North Cyprus twice a year. Um, and, you know, my, my whole sort of vision of that and, you know, the way I plan it, is that you know people put their lives for a whole week in my hands and I see to it that they have as much inspiration and you know um, interaction with other great musicians um, you know to and jamming sessions and all that sort of thing 
to inspire you, to, to inspire the people to write. You know, there's a lot of time people don't write as much as they want to because of the time restrictions on life, you know. But I write a lot of songs on airplanes or buses and stuff, and that's quiet time where I can just focus on writing. And so a writing retreat should be about that quiet time where you, you've got, you can just sit and write. You know, but you need inspiration. You can even be on your own on lockdown and think, I don't know what to write about. Oh, you've got lockdown to write about, whatever. But, you know, um, it can be anything that, that comes to your mind um, that you feel strongly enough that you want to write about. You know, it can be seeing a, a donkey walking down the street to a breakup of a marriage. So it's, you know, whatever you think, oh, that's a great song I'm going to write. Or, Phrasing. I mean, you know, you listen to anybody's conversation. You can pick out ten phrases in a, a conversation that could be a line in a tr in a track that fit would fit nicely, which roll off the tongue. Um, that you know could evoke some sort of emotion. So, if you're in songwriting mode, you know things come out of people's mouths. You think that's that's a title of a track that could be in a song. Write it down, and you know. You don't have to write a song there and then, but you'll, there'll be a moment where you, where you co I call them cobbling sessions, where you cobble together everything that you've sort of written down or little riffs that you've come up with while you're just practicing. And I always record those little riffs because if it's a cool little riff, that, that could be the start of, you know, a song. And once I've got some lyrics together, bang, that's another one done. Um, so I think, you know, it's it's a lot to kind of take on board because you have to keep reminding yourself to to do it. But over a period of time, I think if you're, you know, if you've got an interest to write, then you'll start doing it. And it's only a matter of time before you've got enough fodder to sort of sit down and create, you know, and start molding out your your hit song, as it were. Um, and then, you know, when you start playing it, there's another telltale sign. If you start, if you enjoy playing it, um, actually, this is my new song. You get excited about it. It's developing. When the band start playing it, if the drummer says, "I'm loving that," you know, I love that song. I love it because it's brand new. He's got his new sort of, you know, grooves on it, and he's he can't keep get enough of it. You know, it's everyone around you will start loving it if it's a good song. Mm. And so that's that's another sort of telltale sign. Or if it's not working and it falls apart and you think, oh no, we have to rework it, put it to one side and come back to it at a later date when you need some more lyrics or something like that, or chop it up and start again. But I think when it's born, it's born, you know? And it may need a little bit of help to sort of get shaped, but you know, some, some people bang them out and, oh yeah, that, you know, I wrote that in five minutes, great marvelous but a lot of people don't a lot of people some of my songs I'm still tweaking the lyrics or I'm still tweaking you know I don't know about that you know maybe it needs a mid eight maybe it needs this you know um but you know when it's when, you, when it's time to abandon it you kind of know hi everyone I hope you're enjoying the podcast so far sorry for the interruption just want to drop a quick note in here to say that Swanson Project is a registered charity if you're enjoying this podcast and you'd like to consider supporting us uh, there are several ways you can donate through the website. It all goes towards supporting more people. Live with Terminal Illnesses to write and record their original songs. If you'd also like to show your support um, for the podcast, we always appreciate any reviews you can leave us. Uh, you know, likes, shares, subscribes, all that kind of business. 
um, always really helps. Uh, so if you'd like to do any of that, it's really much appreciated. Hope you enjoy the rest of the podcast. Brilliant. Um, let's move into section three now, shall we? This is where I ask my guests to share with us a song that's meaningful to them in some way related to bereavement. Um, so you've already talked about the song briefly, but do you want to just introduce it for us now and the listeners can hear it? Yeah, this is Barry's Song by Bex Marshall. rock and roll spends his life on the borderline he's a gunner at heart he keeps it all ticking over he hates the clock along he says I've never been so drawn jamming on the porch let's cut away the deadwood baby throw away the porch Cause Barry is the one I do declare Barry is the one I will, I swear Barry is the one we've come a long, long way Barry is the one I'm gonna marry one day Marlboro Man Silhouette He loves everyone he's met First things first though Coffee, cigarette. He's like a rhino on the radio. He misses his mom. His voice is spoken. His voice is sung. He says, You know what, babe? I'm a lucky man. Well, I'm never gonna bet him in a poker hand. Now he thinks he's having all the fun. I know I'm the lucky one Cause Barry is the one I do declare Barry is the one I will, I swear Barry is the one we've come a long, long way Barry is the one I'm gonna marry one day And the first time I saw him naked He wore nothing but a pair of cowboy boots He's a passionate guy, oh my, he loves Americana roots. He's got a small scar on his cheekbone, he's never worn a wedding ring. He's a Scorpio male. His tail's got a sting. Barry is the one I do declare. Barry is the one I will, I swear Barry is the one we've come a long, long way Barry is the one I'm gonna marry today Barry is the one I love him so Barry, I'm never gonna let you go Barry is the one we've got no regrets Cause now I miss his Marshall ever 
Okay, brilliant. So that was uh, Barry's song. Um, yeah, it's a powerful song. So um, he told us a bit about it to begin with there by writing it for your wedding day. And so you surprised Barry with it on the day. <laughs> I did, yes. Um, no, it was a wonderful moment. It was actually my gift, my wedding gift to him. And um, I think, you know, a gift of a song is, is pretty amazing. Um, I, I did it. I actually advertised a few years ago that I was going to um, dedicate some time to, um, you know, writing songs uh, for people uh, for Christmas presents. Uh, and this lady, a good friend of mine now, um, called Barbara, she contacted me and said, oh, you know, we're, we're big fans, you know, of the music that you play. And um, her husband, um, was actually had very bad Parkinson's, um, but he was a massive uh, music lover. And um, I ended up writing a song called Big Man, because he is like six foot eight, this guy, um, lovely guy, but sadly um, afflicted with the Parkinson's disease. And, um, you know, we'd contact, we, we were in contact, myself and Barbara for I don't know, a couple of weeks. And I said, well, look, you know, it has to really come from you and your experiences with him and, you know, uh, and let's talk about what sort of song you would like me to write. And so we kind of co-wrote this song. I mean, she had no, never any experience about with writing, but we just e emailed and I said, you know, you've got to um, tell me some, some information, how you first met, you know, she's got, oh, I don't know. Oh, I don't know. You know, she couldn't, she couldn't tell me anything I mean it was like what you know so I was saying well you know what what, what are your likes what are your dislikes together what do you do and, she, and then all of a sudden I get this email it is like 10 pages long <laughs> and so like she's unblocked this sort of memory and then all of a sudden this this huge um you know plethora of memories and words and and experiences and it was like very personal so I was like, wow, okay. So I'm reading it and I'm thinking, okay, well, there's plenty to, for me to get on with here. Um, and then there's this moment when she, I said, she said, oh, this is our first date, she said, was, um, she said he was a massive Oxford United football um, fan. She said, and, and so the first date, she said, she invite, he invited me around to his um, apartment. And, um, you know, our first date was us both sitting on the, on the couch watching this videotape of Oxford United Football Club beating uh, QPR in the finals, like 10 years earlier or whatever. And she said, you know, when, when, when the football match was over, you know, when the goals were going and he was in tears, you know. And I thought, wow, that was an amazing first date for them. Anyway, so that, and it made me laugh because I thought that was a great, it's really funny that, that, that that's the first date. So I made the chorus out of that. And just, this is just an example, but, um, and the words are, um, hey John, remember the start, 1986, OUFC QPR. You still shed a tear, that's who you are. The biggest man with the biggest heart. And so that's that was the chorus, but I kind of like the the the, the OUFC QPR. 
mm. Oxford United Football Club in QPR. That's how you would see it on the telly, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And so it's never been recorded, although Big Man is an instrumental on um, the House of Mercy album. But um, yes. a, a, another sort of, you know, a quirky way to write a song, you know. I, I don't co-write with people. Um, I, I like to kind of do the whole thing myself. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not to say that I wouldn't and I, and or I couldn't, but I always find when I sit down with people, they start writing it and then they carry on and I don't actually need to be involved to a degree because you know, people get so excited about writing it and they, they go, well, you've done it. <laughs> Sounds great. You know, but I think yeah. a lot of people, they like to write lyrics and they got, they got no clue about the, the melody lines or whatever, or the, the chords. And then there's musicians that can't think of the words. So mm. those are great partnerships. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's the, the Bernie Taupin and Elton John sort of vibe. Yeah, um, yeah. Which is great, you know. And so, you know, it's, it's great to be able to hook people up um, together that have a, a you know, a, a sort of a, a click and a spark. Um, on the writing retreat but um yeah the yes. north north cyprus writing retreat um on my facebook page if anybody uh, fancies signing up and i'm gonna have some really great um you know songwriters um coming and joining me um over the next well hopefully over the next couple of years um you know next year we've got, we've got darby slick coming in from california and he's going to be doing a, a, a retreat with us probably next year and he wrote somebody to love you know yes. when the truth is found mm-hmm. you know the great slick version and and he's uh, her brother-in-law so he's coming over uh, we're going to do some shows um and i think you know he's going to come out and do the writing retreat he's far out california hippie lives in hawaii uh, he's got some he's a real um you know cr- sort of crazy old hippie you know, great stories, really, you know, um, a legendary uh, character. Yeah, sounds great. I'll put um, all the links in the description as well so people can check it out if they Yeah, you know, do, do, interested. yeah. Um, yeah, because, you know, I mean, I get to meet a lot of fantastic songwriters. I mean, you know, Ian Siegel, he's coming out to do. So, I mean, it would be, you know, it's great if people are like, uh, you know, big fans who want to come and, and spend a week writing with these people it's uh yeah you know it's an it's an avail it's a it's a great new thing that we're going to start doing so i'm gonna have a guest uh songwriter as well as myself on every and you know and the hot band there's always a hot band that's going to be um you know jamming with us a couple of times of the week so and at the end of the week you get up and sing your song you know we have a big show organized and and people go and air their new songs in front of a you know a pretty big audience oh, so yeah. it's a great it's a great week yeah it yeah. sounds really good sounds really good um just qu- quickly moving back to barry's song um so you've mentioned i think you alluded to it earlier so um barry was your husband and sadly died a few years ago didn't he yes. um so i was just wanting to ask you about how the how the song feels now and do you still play it like do you still play it now and barry was a, a big figure on the music scene, wasn't it? I actually had the pleasure of meeting him. Uh, we went, we got, he used to do a um, House of Mercy radio show, didn't he? Uh, yes, that's right. Me and, me and the boys well, went to the session in one time. Okay, great. Well, no, I'm, I'm, I'm actually in the Snake Pit studio now, um, where he you know, recorded and it, it hasn't changed. Mm. Yeah, it's <laughs> amazing space. Really. 
yeah uh yeah it's a tough one obviously it's, it's very emotional for me but um when I wrote that song he you know every time I played it he would burst into tears I mean he was a soppy old git and and love him dearly um uh, but he did you know it, it always it always affected him if I played it live you know he'd be in tears he, he just you know and not just him as well you know a lot of other people in the audience it would touch and they would come up and always say you know what well, was an amazing song and it really touched them and stuff and uh, of course like sadly I don't play a lot because it upsets me because he's not here anymore you know um and so, whereas before it was him bursting into tears every time it was played, and now it's me, me bursting into tears every time it's played. So um, no, I, I kind of it's it's doable, but it's you know it's it's a tough one. Yeah, yeah, it's a great, it's, it's a really well written song. I think you know you've really captured so much about him, which is what I think is so important when you're doing a song like that. It's you know it's, it's similar going back to what we saw about kitchen table of you know being aware of those little details. And then the all the stories and memories that are linked to them. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's 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 great. It's really and it's also of... it's also the little things mm -hmm. because you know the little things are the things that kind of matter. You know, so it's like just like the scar on his cheek. You know, it's the kind of things that when you're with somebody, you notice those little things mm -hmm. that. that uh, when you put in a song, they they, they become huge, <laughs> yeah. you know, and it's things that people think, oh yeah, yeah, you got you got this, you got you, know, you got whatever it is about a person that you notice, or that whatever it is about a person that you fall in love with, or you remember, that's the that's the things that you've got to sort of highlight in those sort of you know emotional songs. Yeah, but you know, I mean, you know. It, I mean, the country songs are like that. Um, sorry, um, country songs are, you know, um, always like the tear jerkers, and um, they're very descriptive as well. Mm -hmm. And there's some, you know, phenomenal songwriters that that sit in the, you know, um, Nashville and um, bang out these kind of songs all the time. But um, it's not easy, yeah. It's not easy. And I think if you do write it from personal experience of, of whatever, you know, you're, um, you know, you've got, you've got to sort of find that, you know, from where it starts, you know, and, um, and try and get that into the song as well, get that real feeling of, you know, of where you're coming from with it. Yeah. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, it's a great song, um, powerful song, and yeah, um, a wonderful tribute to a wonderful man. Indeed. Yeah. Indeed, it, it lives on forever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, brilliant. Uh, thanks a lot for your time, Bex. It's really nice uh, talking songwriting with you. It's something really interesting. My pleasure, any time. You know, yeah. there's, a, there's a lot of songs I, I could sit and chow about all day <laughs> long, but, you know, um, but, you know, hey, that's the beauty of songwriting and that and that's you know I'm I'm really happy to 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 have this you know in my life and to and to be doing it as a business you know as my business and to be able to impair some sort of you know um knowledge about doing it you know you never know if you're any good until somebody says oh 
you've been nominated for best song of the year and you think oh my god that's fantastic <laughs> you know and you think well it must be working so yeah but it but I think you know there's there's so many great music musicians and songwriters um out there and you know it's all it's not a competition it's just it's just you know being part of the whole sort of you know entertainment world of you know they're i mean you know songwriters can to make you cry but they can also start a war you know they can also start um some sort of you know um rebellion or you know um revolt so you know the songs are very important and very powerful so the songwriters are you know there's definitely a place for them and that brings me back to you know the governments not really you know looking after their musicians um considering you know what the music without music where would their cam ad campaigns and all that kind of thing be so but they also very wary of the power of music so i think you know we're it's a constant battle isn't it yeah definitely yeah <laughs> yeah well that's a good note to finish on anyway um but i'll put all your links in the description so anyone listening to this wants to check out bex's music uh check out less of them albums check out the songwriting retreat you can do that um yeah thanks a lot bex and thanks for You're tuning so in everyone welcome. thank you so much for having me on take care yeah, it's been a pleasure thank you and thanks for tuning Bye in now. everyone we'll be back with another episode soon mm -hmm.